crowd is giddy with laughter on our podcast uh, this morning because we have the Brewsters on our podcast. Um, Brother Michael Steak and Shake preached this past Sunday, and he was not able to be here today. But I am glad because I got these two on, and we're going to talk about a topic this week that uh, Jonathan and I and Sarah, by proxy, have been passing around for about four months uh, in different in different uh, categories, and it seems to come up um, in my group. Uh, which would be the uh, the price team, and in the young adult group, you guys have kind of spoken about some of this stuff too. Harold has brought it up, so I figured we would just uh, shoot some ideas back and forth uh, and figure out where our theology lies in that, and uh, it would be pretty good. So, um, why don't you pray us in? Yeah. We'll introduce this yo- lovely young lady sitting next to you, okay. and then we'll and then we'll go. Okay, sound good? All right, all right. Yeah, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity that we have to uh, just take a moment and talk about you and talk about how to use uh, the gospel effectively and uh, with a scriptural basis. God, we love you and we thank you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 So, Miss Sarah, tell us a little bit about yourself, starting with your full name. Okay. Yeah. Sarah Goldie Brewster. Oh. <laughs> um, what should I say? Well, I'm married to this handsome hunk right here. We've been married for six years and... Um, what else do you want to know? I have a background in social work, so graduated from Marshall. Go herd. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I have a passion for a lot of things. I get really passionate about stuff, but I love love Jesus and antiques, and um, I'm really passionate too about false teaching and standing on the Word of God. Yes, that's that's awesome. That's going to be good, and we're going to find some of that out. I have a feeling in this in this podcast specifically because of some of the things that we have kind of all three discussed uh, prior to. So that is your background, and we are going to tackle prosperity gospel today. Well, we're probably we're gonna we're gonna get into it. We don't really have enough time to tackle the whole entire the whole entire thing. Uh, but Harold has been speaking on uh, a lot of. Um, just prosperity gospel, and and you can kind of tell he it it bothers him. I don't want to speak for him, but when he when he preaches, you can kind of definitely tell, especially when we come across a verse where it's where it talks about you know having to give something up or or being persecuted as a mm-hmm. Christian and things like that. You can really tell that, and he will speak out against you know speaking against the prosperity gospel that's happening in our world today. Um, since you guys are with the young adults. What kind of things do you see? What kind of questions do you get asked about uh, the prosperity gospel? And we'll get into what we know here in a little bit. But what do you guys kind of deal with with some of the young adults and some of the young people when they when they talk to you about it? Um, we just had some kind of general questions about it because we've uh, um, we've not been studying things like that directly in our right. classes, but we've been talking a lot about uh, different false gospels and mm-hmm. false doctrines and stuff like that uh, for months. I mean, it's something that. Uh, Sarah's very passionate about, and we kind of um, study some of it together and look at some of it together, and so that overflow kind of opens some conversations in our young adult class sometimes. Sure, yeah. Sarah, what do you what do you see? Like, what what are some of the things as you go through? And I mean, in being directly, obviously, directly involved in that ministry, what are some of the things that you see that that, that kind of hit some either hot buttons or throw up some red flags for you? Just general things like on Facebook or social media. Yeah. Um I think it's infiltrated a lot of the church, um, which is heartbreaking. And I think if you don't, um, if you just rely on what your pastor says or leadership says, and you're not, you're not in the word yourself, you are 
you could easily fall um, into what people are saying. Um, I don't know if there's anything specific. Um, I think what really alarms me sometimes is when I see people say things like, um, instead of claiming the fact that maybe they're sick, they'll say, I'm, I'm like, they'll they'll be like, just, they can't say that. They can't say that they're sick. So they just say I'm healed Uh, (laughs) (laughs) instead of, because it's like, you're putting a thought out into the reality of uh, out there. And, and there's a fear that if, if that's said, then it's going to become true. Right. Um, Well, I, so when I was a kid, you're going to laugh at this. So when I was a kid, I always thought, um, the opposite of that. I always thought if I said something or if I thought it through, it was not going to happen. So mm-hmm. if I'm leaving on a trip and it was scary, right, I would think out loud to myself. This has no biblical foundation, by the way, at all. It's just in, in my mind, I was like, if I say it out loud that I'm not going to get in, I'm not going to have a car crash or I'm not going to, then it's not going to happen, mm-hmm. which we, we know is not the way it goes, right? I mean, I, I don't have control over most things, especially the future of what's going to happen to me. But, but, I understand what you see. You'll see people, and I'll see inspirational quotes that are biblical quotes. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the things that kind of throws a red flag for me, mm-hmm. um, is it will be used, but it's just one quote, and it's just for one specific purpose, and it's always kind of taken out of context. You know, it's like, uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians, mm-hmm. right? That's a super popular verse. Well, if you look before that and you look after that in that verse, there's very specific instructions in the, in the follow-up verse mm-hmm. of that that isn't just like, hey, I'm going to go and I'm going to win a football game because I can do all things through Christ. You can. You can absolutely do that. But how about following that up and, and, and going, okay, and also I'm going to live according to his purpose and according to his will, right? Mm-hmm. So I see a lot of that, and I just use that verse as an example. Um, so between the three of us, we have been discussing some churches, uh, some practices at churches, like you mentioned, uh, getting into the church. Um, that are very prosperity based. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think is the danger of the prosperity gospel? Jonathan, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it takes away from the heart of the gospel mm-hmm. and it puts it more on a personal focus. I mean, one thing that's been very sensitive for me is is you look at all the suffering that goes on in the world mm-hmm. and all the suffering that's promised through scripture. I mean, even even as Christians, we're promised that we're going to have times of trial sure. and suffering and that sort of thing. And I think it undermines that a lot. Yes. And then I think it can be very dangerous because when people are suffering, they have this thought process of I'm suffering because I don't have enough faith. Right. Or if I had faith like that guy, then I wouldn't suffer or gave money to this, then I won't suffer and that sort of thing. And that's just something that's not biblical. I mean, God, we see that God blesses his people Mm -hmm. and, and things like that, but we don't see that it says, as soon as you accept Christ, you will always be blessed and you will have health and you will have wealth and everything will be good. It doesn't say that. It doesn't. Oh (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, you know, it's one of those things is, so I listened to, I was talking to you about this podcast. You kind of talk about when you become new in Christ, Mm -hmm. right? Um, the world's going to hate you mm-hmm. because who dominates the thought of the world? It's Satan, right? Yeah. He doesn't like that there's people walking around going, hey, um, you know, you're going to have some trials and you're going to have some tribulations. And that's because you're a bad person. And it's not just because you've done something to upset God or you've done something to, you know, and I think that's it. We'll get to that point as well. But it's, it's just because man sinned. There's sin in this world. 
that sin causes death. Death is terrible. And that's what we have to live with in our minute life here on earth. But we got something better. We've got eternity mm-hmm. that we're going to spend with Jesus Christ. Right. Amen. So I think that's, you know, Satan doesn't want to hear that. Satan mm-hmm. likes the idea that this, this, this person who's, who's wavering in their faith is looking at this as like, well, I, I've got cancer because I've done something to upset mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, that's a terrible kind of, kind of valley to go down. Right. Yeah. Um, because you're, you're putting, you're putting his will back on something that you've done. So, mm-hmm. And this is probably going to be bad. And you guys are probably not going to like when I say this, but, <laughs> but I'm not important enough to influence what God's decision is going to be. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's kind of a hard sell. Right. Yeah. But anything that I do, I promise I'm not strong enough to upend his plan mm-hmm. in any way. Right. And sometimes my plan is interwoven with other people's plan. And this is the way that he gets done what he needs to get done. And that's, you know, that's a difficult pill to swallow sometimes for somebody who's going through some stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's just the, it's just the realism of the, of the scripture in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there's some of the danger. What do you, what do you see as, as some of the dangers from the churches that are preaching this heavily? Sarah, what do you got? Um, well, I was just going to add that I think the prosperity gospel turns God into a genie and our faith into like a magic wand. Right. Um, and that's, that's so not right. <laughs> um, and I, I think that um, scripture, it, it, it warns a lot against pr- it, it talks about how if you are in a, a prosperous life, that can be sometimes kind of dangerous because yeah. mm-hmm. people, um, they fall into the love of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we're called to is contentment um, in Christ. Um, a verse that I brought with me, Second Timothy 6, 6 through 7 says, But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world, and we cannot take anything out of the world. Amen. Um, Amen. So I think that's what we need to rest upon. Danny, I don't feel like I answered your quest- question. Yeah, that's okay. Um, that's okay. You made a better point than what I could have made anyway. <laughs> so. And I, when I was a kid, I, and I, I, I've struggled a lot with anxiety in my life, and um, I used to have thoughts of like, oh gosh, if I think a bad thought, it's going to happen. Um, like right. if I think, um, like kind of like what you said earlier, right. but I would think to myself if like, um, I, don't, I can't think of an example, but if I'm like, um, if I think to myself that this person is going to die, it's going to happen and it would terrify me. Right. Um, but it brings me so much peace knowing that I, I'm not controlling right. the right. world, right. you know, God, his, his hand. Thank I mean, thank goodness that my thoughts don't, you, you know what I mean? Because there'd be a lot of people on the road driving in front of me that would just disappear out of their car. Yeah, you know, but they would just be like, "Where, where did that guy go?" Up, oh, Danny's back there. He's wishing things on people again. Yeah, yeah. Well, but so you know, we talked about and and, and to go back to um, Jonathan, we just literally just talked about some of this stuff in your office. So mm-hmm. if anybody wants to know, we do prepare sometimes, and we definitely prepared some today. Um, but I, you know, I've run into Christian people who own businesses, mm-hmm. right? And, and this is going to go off topic a little bit, but kind of counter, counter topic of where they kind of almost feel guilty about how prosperous their build, their, that their business has become, how successful that they've become. And there's also nothing in the Bible that says, hey, just because you do a good job at your vocation, you shouldn't feel, you, you don't have to feel bad about that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of people who, who were very good at their vocations um, in the Bible and they did well. And, and these people are generally 
genuine, humble Christians, and they give a ton of money back. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things where God just continues to bless them because they just continue to bless other people by giving this back. And I do believe that. I do believe that Tina and I, in our marriage, and we've talked about this, I think, a million times uh, before, when we started really looking at tithing and paying attention to what we were doing, mm-hmm. we never had another money argument. and still haven't, right? And, and we've been able to open a business. And, and I don't, I'm not... Uh, we could not have done that, especially the timeline without God's grace. There's no possible way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those things where the more we tried to kind of to give, the more he would bless us. And, and But I can't, I don't think the Bible tells me I should feel guilty because my wife is now a successful business owner. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's a weird, kind of a weird dynamic as well. That, that prosperity gospel, that's kind of the anti-prosperity gospel. Mm-hmm. Where if you're a Christian and, and you have things and, and you do well at your, at your job, you should feel bad about that. I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, I think God uses different people for different things. And I think that uh, it kind of depends on our heart with that. I mean, a lot of times God blesses us so we can bless others. And you look at people like uh, Dave Ramsey, that is a very financially successful person. And he uses that platform both to help people find balance financially and to share the gospel because he has a lot of gospel centered everything and so um you know you've got uh, people all over the spectrum and i I think that god blesses us individually but he doesn't bless us i think for the sake of our gain but for the sake of his gain right i mean you know god anything that we have is from god and so um you know to when people are given much much is expected of them and much comes from them and well until something sarah said earlier for me um, I believe if a human being in general who is fallible, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's fallible. If they're, if they're blessed with a certain amount of power, that it will corrupt. Absolutely, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's just because we are flawed people, mm-hmm. right? Um, if, you gave, <laughs> if you gave me $3.5 million, there's a good chance I'm going to do something dumb with some of that money in the next 24 hours, right? Just just because, like, well, I've got tons of money and I've got enough money to pay off the things that we need to pay off, but I've got this extra money and I'm going to buy a boat. Yeah. And it's not going to fit. And it's not going to fit. Yeah. It's not going to fit in any building I have, but I'm going to have it and, and I'm, it's going to be rigged up with the greatest gear, you mm-hmm. know, those kind of things. Um, but that's just because that's who we are. And, and I think, you know, and God understands that. And, and, and another point that you made was if I'm in a certain point of prosperity in my life, it's not because necessarily I deserve it or I earned it, or it's because mm-hmm. I'm a Christian. It's because God sees that I'm better served to do the job he needs me to do in that, in that area mm-hmm. of, of that, in that economic class, let's say. Yeah. Right. And I think that there's a lot to that, you know, um, Sarah, what do you think? Yeah. Um, Another thought that I was going to add on is that with the prosperity gospel, you see a lot of like give so you can get. Right. And I think that is contrary to what scripture speaks to. I think that, you know, Jesus warns against coveting. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think, that's, I think that's what I would add. It's one of the big 10 yeah. also. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like you hear that said a lot in prosperity churches is that, you know, give and you'll get more. Mm-hmm. Um, and the heart of that, I think, is really concerning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Jonathan, you, you and I were talking about the, the dynamic of the Old Testament, the, the come and see and go and go and tell, um, which I think ties into some of the prosperity kind of things, because Old Testament wise, mm-hmm. you can kind of draw from 
Israel fell away from God, punished them, they came back, mm-hmm. then they prospered, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you can kind of see that dynamic in the Old Testament, but you can't just separate the two, right? So talk, talk to me about that, and we'll get back to the point I will make. and then Yeah, and so uh, come and see versus go and tell theology is something that I'm kind of personally looking into a lot because I think it's, it's very interesting. It's something that's kind of come up as I've been researching prosperity gospel just in general, Mm -hmm. but it's this idea that in the old Testament, we see a lot of, um, prospering, like in the life of Job, you know, Job ends up with double what he had in the beginning and you have the, the temple that is created under Solomon that is just filled with riches and beauty and the palace that's just filled with riches and beauty. And so you have this idea of God prospering his people during the old Testament Mm -hmm. as a come and see the people that I've chosen, come and see the people that follow me and what happens when they follow me. And then there's a transition between the Old Testament and the New Testament where it's less of a come and see and it's more of a go and tell. Right. And so there's this idea in the New Testament that there's a lot of uh, sacrifice going on and there's a lot of uh, refocusing going on. And so it's less of a come see the Christians because they've been prospered because the Christians are the ones getting killed in the Coliseum. Right. You know, and it's right. more of a go out and tell and, and give of yourself. Right. So, right. so uh, you know, along those, along those lines, you know, I think the most important thing for somebody to do, and if you ever have any questions about this, I'm going to give, you can have my phone number. That's in, you know, it's in most social media things that's on there. I know Jonathan, we'd love to talk Mm -hmm. to you about this kind of stuff, but you can't separate the old Testament and the new Testament and go, well, this God does this and Mm -hmm. this God does this, right? It's a whole culmination of, of basically the Christian life. The old Testament is the deliverance of the Messiah. He's going to do everything that he has to do Mm-hmm. to make sure that the lineage of the Messiah is where it needs to be so that he can deliver the guy that he talked about in three, seven, or Genesis 3.15. Mm-hmm. After that, Jesus comes and he's like, I- I've fulfilled all that. Now we're going to talk about loving each other and being good people and, and getting to heaven through me and, and taking what I have given you and sharing it with other people, right? And to do this, you might have to, you might have to trade in that, uh, you know, that, that brand new, Dodge pickup truck and go get you a little 1985 <laughs> Toyota Corolla mm-hmm. to, to do what I need you to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you, you can kind of see, you know, when you talk about Job, I always kind of talk to people about this and they're like, well, yeah, he got 10 times, excuse me, 10 times what he got in the beginning. I said, he still lost his children, his wife. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. He still has to live his life on earth knowing that that was, a, that's still a loss. It's still there. Yeah. So, you know, um, you know, it's, it's kind of a weird thing. I mean, it's just, it's, it's kind of a weird thing. So, and I know we talk about this and we'll try not to mention too specifically, but w- some of the dangers from the churches that we have seen, mm-hmm. right? Um, Sarah, talk to me about um, what, what do you think about the popularity of some of the churches that we personally, the three of us have discussed and, and the issues that you have, c- have kind of found as you look into those churches? Yeah. Well, I think this, I think prosperity gospel sounds good. Like to, to the, the, the common ear, I think it tickles the ear. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, oh, I can get some stuff. Right. Right. <laughs> I can get some healing. And right. some I can give a little bit and get a bunch. That sounds great. Yeah. Right. But, but so I think that maybe that's why we see them so long, some mega churches right. that, um, that. It's hard not to mention names, but yeah, I probably yeah. will end up, you know, doing some of the things, but, but right. yeah. Um, so, but then like Jonathan said earlier, I think on a personal level, people are left feeling so hopeless because they're, they fall back and say, okay, 
well, does God not love me? Right. Or do I not have enough faith? Right. Like God give grant me more faith. And um, I think it, it causes them to maybe have some just brokenness and, right. qu- and question things and um, question the Lord. So I think it's very serious. I've heard people say, well, this isn't a big deal. We all believe in the same gospel, but I think it is a big deal because yeah. it's, it's, I think it's going to cause people to really question things. And so, so, one of the things that I kind of think about is, um, and you, I don't know because we never had a class together, but we're approximately the same place in our, um, um, in our education, you know, just 20 years apart in age, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, one of the things that I continued to, there there continues to be an overtone in most of the classes of you have, you cannot water down the gospel, Mm -hmm. right? And, and you can be culturally relevant, but the gospel is always relevant. So mm-hmm. you don't have to change anything in that. Mm-hmm. And to me, uh, a prosperity-based church in general, is that's complete watering down the gospel because that doesn't what it says to, to me at all, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that's ex- I, the gospel is the center of what my job as a Christian is to give to someone. Mm-hmm. And if I'm altering the message, that's a huge problem. A, a huge problem, right? So, um, and and to your point, Sarah, you think about that person who's going to church and they're going to X mega church and they're praying and they're, they're listening to the pastor who goes, you know, um, you just got to do this and you just got to pray harder and you just got to have more faith. Well, those things don't come. That's completely turned that person off. I mean, it would me, right? Yeah, yeah. Instead of being real with that person and say, hey, you know what? God's time. Mm-hmm. Um, you may never have a, you may never have a brand new car. You may never have a, you know, a, a, a six bedroom house. Mm-hmm. But but what you're going to have is a purpose on this earth for, for that Jesus has put or that God has put you here for, and that's to tell somebody about Jesus, and that's to live your life in a way that reflects what He want you know what He wants you, what He wants people to see in you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I say this with you know caution and humility, but I um I kind of worry you know is this like a false Jesus or a false God that people are, are proclaiming? Yeah. Um, and that maybe that's totally wrong, but, um, no, I think, no, no. I mean, I think, I think a watered down gospel is not the right gospel. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if there's a, you, you know, you, you can try to, you can try to be nicer to those people. And I, I don't believe we should probably have said this at the beginning. I don't believe any of those churches have an intent that is ill will towards any of the people that go there. Mm-hmm. Right. I just, I just think, that it's one of the things that really bothers me. I mean, you know, we've again we've talked about this, and it's kind of neat to kind of get on a forum where we can discuss it together, um, all three of us, because it's usually me and Sarah, and then me and Jonathan, and like, what do you hear about this? He's like, I'll tell Sarah, and she'll dive down this rabbit hole, and, then, yeah. <laughs> and she'll come back to you with, but but you know, it's 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 an interesting thing because it, it's coming up, and we don't, as far as I know, we don't share any people in my praise team group or my Sunday school class that you guys have in your group. Mm-hmm. It, there's no sharing. Like we don't have anybody that goes to both or mm-hmm. is sings with me that goes to your all's class. So right. it's very interesting that it's a continuing topic that keeps kind of coming up and one that also the three of us are pretty interested in. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I think, you know, as far as you talk about like a false God, I can't say that it's not mm-hmm. because a gospel that's not the gospel message of the Bible is not right. an accurate one. Right. I mean, yeah. it's not really, you can't really paint that any other way. Yeah, and so. I've I've even seen like on some churches that I've been concerned about. I've looked at like their their beliefs and um, me too. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I have seen things that have been said like um, Jesus's death promises physical healing, or that he died for our physical healing. And 
I don't think that that is accurate at all. Doesn't seem scriptural. Yes, um, so that that concerns me a great a great deal when I when I see stuff like that because I think Jesus came to um, reconcile us to the Father. It was right. a spiritual mission. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a mission of um, you know I'm here to make everybody physically better of all their ailments. Mm-hmm. I think all those 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 um, miracles that he performed were to. Um, to glorify God, right. to say, you know, I am God, and um, yeah. So, so, so to, on that point, and it's really kind of interesting, you know, how things get tied together. The Bible has a way, God has a way of doing that, by the way. So we went through chapter 3 of Acts, where uh, Peter and John heal mm-hmm. the, the beggar at, um, at the temple. And this is the same temple, by the way, that Jesus had visited numerous times. So this person that they healed probably had seen or been passed by by Jesus. And the thing that people get confused about sometimes, and it's a hard pill to swallow for me from time to time, Jesus stepped past sick people to heal a certain sick person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He didn't heal every single sick person that he came in in contact with. If that was the case, he would have been extremely busy because every single person has something wrong. I have something wrong with me. He would have, you know what I mean? He would have take that from me. So to to understand that, that Christ bypassed people to get to a specific person mm-hmm. that would have the majority of the impact on his ministry doesn't mean that he didn't care about those people. It just means that sometimes you have to suffer. What did Paul say? I've got a thorn in my side. I've prayed, prayed three times to God to remove this. And, and, and he said, no, my grace is sufficient. You're going to live with that. And, and I think sometimes uh, some of our thorns we have are created, mm-hmm. right? But but we have thorns and we have to live with them and we have to, and God says, you know what? My grace is sufficient and, and my grace is going to cover that. And you're going to have to figure out a way to sort that out um, and, and deal with it. And that doesn't seem like the prosperity gospel that those, those churches are preaching, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. exactly the opposite, you yeah. know? So what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think um, th- there's a lot of issues with that theology <laughs> and, and I think that ultimately it can drive people further away. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah and I have talked about this a lot. I have a few people that are very close to me that have dealt with um, very debilitating things for years. Right. I mean, um, I, I have uh, one person that's very close to me that's dealt with health issues for the majority of my life and then another that's dealt with mental health issues mm-hmm. the majority of my life. And it seems simple. You know, why, why wouldn't God just fix that, right. you know, cause sure. God, God could, but I've also seen the glory of God come out from that suffering. And so one thing that I think can be hard is when you hear this kind of stuff, if you're that person, you think, man, I've had this wrong with me for 27, 28 years. Right. Why, you know, do right. I not have enough faith and that sort of thing? And I think if you follow those sorts of, of churches and those sorts of preachings it it becomes a there must be something wrong with me and right. my level of faith when in reality it's there's something wrong with all of us and we need grace right you know right uh, mm-hmm. grace and and god's plan being worked in our life is more important than than a physical healing and absolutely. god uses all of that for his glory absolutely so for me so i'll, I'll use a personal example and, and then i'll give you guys another example so if I'll give you the first one. It's kind of a funny one, and, and it kind of ties into the thing. I have six children, right? They and they are not perfect. They are they are of myself and my wife, and the, the Tina part of them is perfect. The part that they got for me is not. But <laughs> if someone came up to me and said to me, 
your child has this deficiency because you're just not praying hard enough or you're just not faithful enough, I would probably fight that person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. number one, you don't know me and my personal relationship with mm-hmm. Christ, right? Which everybody can always get better, but you know, it's one of those things where you don't know anything about me and that's not what, you know, and it's not what's going on here, but, but the prosperity gospel is kind of telling people that, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's crazy. I can't mm-hmm. imagine people going in and going, oh, oh, you're right. You know, I'm just not faithful enough. Now, do I believe you as a person, I'm probably not faithful enough? Absolutely. I'm flawed. I'm not faithful enough because I, 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 as hard as I try, but that doesn't mean that God's going to sit. He's not a per, he's not a deity with an anthill going up. This ant's not doing that. Mm-hmm. And this, that's not how it works. Right. Um, Adam and Eve caused this particular, <laughs> you know, th- this particular world of suffering and, and problems and, and physical deformity and death and, and things like that. And we're, we're left to deal with it. And the only way we can deal with this through Jesus Christ is Christians, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I think you see so many people who have, and I'm not saying atheist, agnostic, whatever they happen to be, that have moved away from Christ or moved away from, from the gospel that have such a hard time dealing with, with, with the world. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, there's a reason for that. You can't do it by yourself, you know, but, but in my own life, you know, when, when I got divorced, I was like, this is the worst thing I ever had. What did I ever do? You know, God, how did this ever happen? Well, he's shown me over the past couple of years, it's helped me to be a better husband to my wife now, which was, in my opinion, the most important lesson that I could have learned. But I've helped tons of my friends who have been going through the same thing. The first person that calls like, hey, man, you know, this is going on. What do I do? Help me out. And it's, I've been able to do that. I don't love doing that. I hate hearing people having trouble, you know, in right. their marriages and stuff. So there's a purpose for these things. And if you remove the suffering, you never really know. If, you, if God removes all of the suffering, then you never really know how good you have it when you have it good, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of the whole basis of the good and evil <laughs> you know, issue that we have. So what do, you, what do you say to that, Jonathan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I have a thought. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So um, let me look at I knew you would be like a fish to water here. to this. I knew it. Um, I knew she would. Yeah, I get really passionate about this. <laughs> You're probably going to hear some no, that's okay. ruffling of papers. So well, they're going to see it too because we're on camera. Yeah, yeah, look at all these papers that I've got. <laughs> now we know what took you so long to get here. Yeah, I was like, I gotta prepare. I gotta prepare. Um, well, look at that. I don't know where it is. Um, so I was just going to add that you know, f- faith is is an important thing. We can't we can't take that away because mm-hmm. scripture you know points to faith being mm-hmm. so important. Um, but I wish I had that sheet cause it was so well said <laughs> and I'm not going to say it as well as I would like, but, um, give me one more moment. Pause. Okay. <laughs> Why don't we take a quick break for Sarah to find her yeah, place? We can time. talk about our sponsors that we didn't talk go. about yes. today. So Jessica, this is the place where we'll insert our sponsors. So we have a host of sponsors and a new sponsor. Our first and longest sponsor is CrossFit Northern Kentucky. We love those guys. Thank you so much for sponsoring. We have Kentucky Olive, purveyors of fine oils and balsamics. We have Tattoo Tina's, who we've mentioned multiple times, uh, Tattoo Tina here on the, on the podcast. We have Steak and Shake, old brother Michael Steak and Shake, who, who preached this past week. Uh, did, and did a wonderful job, dude. Come in six, come in six weeks, and then have to preach a double sermon, which is really, really good. And then we have our new sponsor, Serious Archery Products. 
That's S-I-R-I-U-S. Look them up on the web. Uh, we have, that is the son of two people that go here consistently. And Seth also is a member here, but that's Seth Post and he's a good buddy of mine making some great arrows um, that I'm going to take out West in September and try to shoot to shoot some shoot some things and as always our friends at uh, answers in genesis we got a quite a sponsor list yeah now nice. it's going it's pretty longer well longer yeah and every time i get a new and jessica's like oh i gotta get a logo and get it up there <laughs> yeah. so all right now that we've taken a small uh, break to pay the bills sarah why don't you tell us what you got going i still couldn't find the 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 wonderful thought that i'd written down but yeah. i'm gonna try my best to explain Let, it let's hear it it's okay. gonna be great so kind of like um like when you're driving on the road and when you're learning how to drive, mm -hmm. you're le you learn all kinds of different rules right. for the road. Um, if someone told you, you just the only rule that you have for the road is just stay in the right lane, you'd be in you'd be in trouble. Like that's right. the only rule that they ever told you. Right. Um, so kind of like faith, if somebody just says um, have enough faith and get whatever you want, that's pretty messed up. So you know, <laughs> the scripture tells us we have to ask according to His will. Um, and then we also are told to not ask with wrong motives. Right. Um, so there's there's other other things with faith sure. um, that are that are really important. So I was going to add that to you. Um, and you know another thing is you know true faith doesn't presume that God will do what we want, but that God can do what He wants. Yes. Um, and faith is trusting no matter the answer and not commanding God. Right. And, you know I've seen videos of people kind of like trying to command God to give them things um, or heal. I come. Yeah. I, I, I demand you heal this person. That that one bothers me a lot. I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, not demanding like anything declaring, from you. Yeah. like I declare this, <laughs> mm -hmm. and I think that we can declare the truth, the promises of Scripture. Yeah. Like you know, I am a daughter of the King because mm -hmm. Scripture points to that. I am forgiven. Yep. Um, so I think there's truths that we can claim. Yeah. But and, and I think claiming truth is a lot different than demanding. It. Yes, right. yes. Yeah. And, and Jonathan and I have talked a little bit about how, um, you know, the, the the big issue is like people are 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 saying that God has promised things that he has not promised. Mm -hmm. Can you clarify that a little bit? Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of that is verses taken out of context. Sure. And I think, is it 3 John or 2 John? That has I that? think it's 3 John. I, I believe it's 3 John, but there's a verse at the beginning of it that's um, kind of like a... Uh, <laughs> we're, we all all yeah, we're, we're all flipping. We're all flipping. We're all looking for it. it. Yeah. Um, dear friend, I pray that you are prospering in every way and are in good health, just as your whole life is going well. And so you have that verse at the right. beginning of third john that's kind of like hey buddy i hope you're doing well and it's taken like this is a promise of god <laughs> like because of this verse yeah. no john's just yeah. talking to the person he's you, writing to you will yeah. do well yeah. and no it's you know some I, context you yeah. know context 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 right. i think it's a really big um, um prosperity gospel ministry that that's like their that's like their verse. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, it is. And it's, yeah, <laughs> it's concerning. Yes, it yeah. So, so since we're talking about that and we'll, we'll, again, we'll try to do this in a way that's, that we don't single out any of the churches that mm -hmm. we have been researching. Mm -hmm. Um, and we've all been researching the same ones, but, uh, when we have seen some of these mega church pastors kind of falter, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to try to paint this with a pretty broad brush so that we can kind of just talk openly about it. Um, we've seen some megachurch pastors recently have some issues and, and get dismissed from one of the churches. And then we see um, 
uh, Preacher Sneakers. Have you heard of this this Facebook or not Facebook, but I think it's a, a Instagram page where they you've heard of this, where mm-hmm. they get on there and they look at the at the sneakers some of these megachurch pastors are wearing and they price them, mm-hmm. and it's a lot. Like mm-hmm. it's some of the sneak. I think I saw twenty five hundred dollar. I mean, I'm flipping through there. I thought it was kind of hilarious, but then as I looked at it, I'm like, my goodness, man. I mean, you know, now I understand dressing for the area that you are ministering to. I don't have a, really a problem with that. If you're wearing forty five hundred dollar pair of sneakers and you're you're a pastor, that's probably a little lavish. Yeah, you know, to to, to be said. So, but but where I'm going with this is when you put an emphasis on the prosperity portion and you become one of these churches, how small does that microscope get on your life, right? You're already a preacher. You're already professing that you are, that you are speaking for God to a group of people. That's a huge thing for me. I mean, you're a minister. I'm a minister. That is a huge responsibility, and I think about that a lot. And it's like, you know, It kind of dominates my life when I make decisions. I'm like, when people look at this like, what is he doing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he, he sings at a church and he's responsible for, you know, this and that, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. How much more does it amplify the, the microscope that those guys are under and, and, and some of the things that, that when they fall, right? I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah. I think one thing is, um, especially with ministry, if you stop being burdened by the weight of the gospel, then there's a problem, mm-hmm. right? You know, because right. that, that's something that I think, all pastors should kind of keep in the forefront of their mind is this is important. This is what I live my life by. And if I'm communicating this poorly, then I am, you know, somewhat responsible for the, the decisions that are made there, you know, and, and it's not that, you know, um, we are the ones who convince people and the ones who pull at people's hearts and things like that. I'm not saying that per se, but you know, we have a responsibility to communicate this well right. because it's the most important thing right. that we could communicate. And so once you get away from the weight of that, I think you have a lot of things that start to come in that start to be um, of less importance that becomes your focus. Yeah. Well, be- Does that make sense? Yeah. It becomes big news quickly, right? Mm-hmm. When, when, and I mean, and I would say that you're under a mic when you accept a ministerial role at a mm-hmm. church, whether it's an official one or the head of a ministry or something like that, where people are looking at you to be somewhat of an example, mm-hmm. right? And again, I, I'm not the best at this. I'll tell you guys that ahead of time. You know, I do some things. I, you know, I have issues like anybody else. I'm mm-hmm. a regular person, right? So, and I'm not better than mm-hmm. anyone. Um, but to to then act in ways that take that microscope and it just just narrows the focus of that thing on your life mm-hmm. so much when you do fall or when something happens and when you and I say fall I make a mistake mm-hmm. it's it's national headlines mm-hmm. right and it's because man you could have avoided this if you would have just you know taken these steps of course hindsight's 2020 mm-hmm. but but you're right these other things right um I know that my weakness is really nice guitars so I try to <laughs> keep that in check because you know i don't want someone to go well this dude's got 57 guitars that all you know all old mm-hmm. martins that he paid x amount of dollars for and this is ridiculous and what are they doing over there at that church that that guy's in? but you know i don't want that to be i'd like to have that many martin guitars don't get me wrong but <laughs> i you know i don't want that to be um you know the thing that turns somebody away and it, and and i have a guy that i work with uh, when he went to a certain church, a bigger church around here, and he saw the pants and the shoes that the pastor wore, it 
it bothered him when they got to the point where he was talking about you need to you need to up your tithe and offering. Mm-hmm. Those didn't equate for him, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, dude, you got a hundred eighty five dollar pair of blue jeans on and a four hundred dollar pair of boots. Mm-hmm. How much more do you want? You know, that's that's the kind of thought. And I think that you 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 really the microscope is there. The things that you do will ultra focus that thing on some of the things. It might not be a giant, you know, a giant issue, a giant problem that you're having. It mm-hmm. might just be, you know, something that turns somebody off and they don't want to go to your church anymore. And they, you know, and it's your fault now that they're missing out on something that they could have been hearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so I, yesterday I was just thinking about the idea of modesty. Um, and I know that topic, we usually just think of, um, like clothes and covering ourselves. But I think that that word goes so much further. Um, And it's when we think about being modest, we think of glorifying God and putting him on the center stage and us in the background. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think when we're doing things that really um, put the focus on self, whether it be our relationships or our looks or our clothes, whatever it might be, I think that it becomes more about us rather than Christ. And I think... And, and we perpetuate that a ton anymore with, you, you, I want likes on social media. Mm-hmm. I want on Instagram. I want to hit that heart button. Yeah. Right. And then I feel kind of guilty when somebody puts a cute picture of themselves and their child on there and I don't hit the, I'm like, well, that's what, but really, you know, that's kind of what we're doing. And I, we, you know, I, I do it too. You know, I'll put, I, you know, our anniversary, I put a really nice picture of Tina on there and me. That was actually a good picture of me, which I don't get those very often. But, uh, you know, and, and you kind of look back at it and go, oh, look how many people liked it. That was our anniversary. But that's not important overall, you know. Yeah. Um, so, but you're absolutely right. You know, you put, you want to put God in front of self and be modest in that. Be modest in, you know, and, and I think, uh, and Greg, I don't know if Greg listens to this or not, but Greg Hoskins, when he, when he prays at the end, he always says, you know, because truly everything we have, you know, is from you. Mm -hmm. And that's true. I mean, you know, so I think it's pretty good. So, well, let's get final thoughts. You want to start with final thoughts and we'll go to Sarah. Okay. Yeah. What kind of final thoughts? I don't know. You tell me (laughs) anything you want to talk about Uh, that we've, that we've spoken, but do you feel we did a good job covering this? Yeah. I mean, I think it's one of those things that uh, we could talk forever and write Mm -hmm. books on it forever and still not um, sufficiently talk about everything we'd probably want to, Mm -hmm. but I think it's an important discussion to have. And I think one thing that it all boils back down to is that everything that we do needs to be rooted in Scripture. And we need to be intentional about reading Scripture, understanding Scripture, and um, learning what it means in its original context. I agree. Yeah. I'm sorry. We keep flipping back and forth through um – the BBC guest and BBC main networks oh. here. Oh. So I keep getting a flashing screen, yeah. but I, but I do, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I agree with that hundred percent. Sarah, what do you think? Final thoughts. Final thoughts. This is hard. Cause like Sean said, I feel like I could talk about this for a really long time just cause it's such a concern on my heart. But um, a quote that I heard one time that's really stuck with me is don't sacrifice good theology on the altar of unity. Um, and the way I heard it explained is like, if you're making a cake, you, um, if somebody comes up and says, put some um, gasoline in that cake, you'd be like, no, thank you. (laughs) Like, you know, in the body of Christ, yes, we have, you know, diversity and and things, but, um, there are some, I think, belief systems that are like gasoline, um, Mm -hmm. that we need to, we need to speak out against Mm -hmm. and, um, 
boldly say, hey, wait a second, this is not what scripture says. Right. So. right. In a loving way. You, yes. can, you, know, you can do that. Because yes. like I said, I, I don't believe in the thing that I've, I, I think we, you and I had talked about, I haven't gotten, we don't speak much about it. We do through <laughs> Jonathan, but we see, I just don't see it as often, right. you know, is, is one of those things. That I don't think any of the churches that we have really researched have ill intent. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that they, they love Jesus. And, but but I believe that some portion of that theology has gotten to where it's like you love Jesus and you're going to do great in in the world, mm-hmm. and and Christ Himself tells you that's you know even your even your family might not like you and you know even your best friends might turn against you and, and things like that so and that's a that's a that's dangerous to me yeah, if I'm yeah. if my church says something that is directly opposed to something that is in red letters in my Bible. I'm going to, I'm going to take a look at that, you know, and I, and I encourage everybody. I think we all do. If you've got questions or you want to look into this, look, look into it. It's, mm-hmm. it's fascinating. Some of the things that you'll, that you look into and you go, now you can, you can pick, what do they say? Fly poop out of chili, I guess is, is the old, <laughs> what? well, when you get too down in there and you're really digging for things and things like that, you just come picking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the best site. That's the best I guess I don't know how else to put it, but when you're getting down, but if it's important theological things, things that speak directly against what Scripture tells us, mm-hmm. then that's a that's pretty important. Maybe have a conversation with somebody about. I think, mm-hmm. or you know, and I think, you know, you guys have had conversations with with people you've gone to church with, and and you know that those are important conversations to have because I want to be at a place where there's a unity of believers. Mm-hmm. And that unity of believers better be based on the things that I read in the Bible. Absolutely. You know, so. Yeah, and I think that it's just that there's all these individuals out there that I feel like, I don't know if I'd say the word victims, but, you know, I think of if there's leaders that are teaching this, the, their flock, yep. um, I just want to, like, speak up so the flock can hear and say, hey, right. like, maybe there's something right. wrong here. But, yeah, that's uh, that's an important thing. And you, you mentioned that at the beginning, that a lot of people are just going to take what, what the pastor says and go, okay. Yep. You know, I'll just take that and, and file that away. And that's not, you know, always the best thing. You want to have faith, but you want to have some reasoning to your faith. You want to be able to, God wants you to get in this book and research. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I would be happy to have conversations with people who go, you know, I have questions about this and I'm not sure we're reading this the same way. Bring it on. Let's yeah. get in there. Cause maybe I'll learn something new and maybe, you know, I think that's an important right. thing mm-hmm. as well. So that's a cool thing about what you guys get to do is those, you know, the, the young adults, they've got to probably have some interesting takes and views and questions about some of the material you guys cover, which They're is awesome. People. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So talk to me about what you guys have going on. You just got back uh, from, yes. Uh, we just got back from an incredibly refreshing week of <laughs> camp. Um, <laughs> That was filled with wonderful sleepless nights. No, uh, we we just got back from Centrifuge with the student group, and that was an awesome opportunity. We got to do mission work with the kids. We mm-hmm. got to see them serve. Um, we got to listen to some amazing um, Bible-focused preaching mm-hmm. and just have some good times of discussion and everything. And I think so, that's what you told me Sunday when you said, dude, we had this speaker and it was on fire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, awesome. he killed it the whole week. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the greatest thing is that one of our young ladies chose to follow Jesus. So awesome. That's, yep. that's, yeah. I mean, that's what it's about, right? That, that's right. That's what it's about. That's right. Yeah. And then we had also somebody that decided to go follow, follow into some ministry. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that was good. Do they have any musical skill? Because I'll put them to work immediately. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find that out, I guess. 
No, but, so yeah, so that was good, and we've got um, several trips and things coming up. We've got a kayaking trip here in a couple of weeks with our college and young adults. We've got a college retreat coming up at the end of uh, August that we're excited for, and then awesome. we've got uh, mission trips in between here and there. And, yeah, you guys are busy, man. Yeah. I was looking at this, I was like, man, old Jonathan's getting after it. Yeah, we look and at our calendar all the time and say, what do we do to ourselves? <laughs> I say, but, let's fill it up more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we've got something in the works. I won't give too much away, but you and I yeah. have already been discussing something in the works already, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah. We do. So I'm pretty excited about that. It took me, what, 20 seconds to say yes? Less than that. <laughs> I think I got two words out of my sales pitch to you, and you were like, yes. Yep. So it's going to be good. And thank you guys for coming in. It's really cool to kind of be able to talk. Like I said, we've all, you and I have had tons of discussions about these things, and then Sarah by proxy, and then I'll ask her a question and, and things like that. And, and it's really kind of nice to sit down and, and, and talk about it because, you know, my, my thought on this whole thing is, is there is enough external pressure outside of the church on believers and especially young believers like you guys minister to or people who are young and enter my group that a church that professes to be of, of, you know, love Jesus Christ, having pressure inside of there is very difficult, especially with the, the availability of people to, I think people in Texas can watch our sermons and people in Indonesia can watch our sermons. The, the availability is easy. Mm-hmm. So to have something inside of a church that are raising questions or concerns to us who are looking at it is, you know, also problematic. I want, you know, you want church to be a sanctuary for believers, even if they're not here, they can go to this, you know, these places and, 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 and get good Bible preaching. And good Bible, you know, theology. So it's pretty cool. And it's nice that we get to share our um, love of, I guess, apologetics and theology mm-hmm. on a public forum. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody, I will tell you this. Sarah was really nervous. I was. About coming in today. But she did a wonderful job. I knew she would take right to it. She did a wonderful job. And if Sylvia is watching, which she probably isn't, she doesn't do Facebook much. But, um, happy birthday! It's it's Aww. Poops' it's twenty second birthday today. Happy birthday! So, yeah, yeah, so we're gonna go have lunch. Oh, uh, eleven minutes ago. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'll have to uh, I'll have to hurry it up. But um, I'm gonna pray us out. Lord, we just thank you so much for this opportunity to get together and just discuss things um, that are in your word, Lord, and, and things that we see that are, that are troublesome for us and, and things that we want um, our lives to reflect clearly, Lord, that, that, that we don't believe that prosperity gospel is, is what you want us to be telling people, that you want the true gospel to be transmitted through us to other people. And, and as awesome as it is, Lord, and what it has done for my life, I just, I just want to convey the correct message to people and, and have it be what you want us to be as a church lord as, as a group of leaders we want um, we want that to be our focus all the time and we thank you so much for the ability to get together and talk about it lord thanks for sarah as she comes and uh, joins our crew today and and just the ability to get together and do this we thank you so much in jesus name we pray amen amen, amen.